Welcome to the J Liberty Podcast. This episode is called The SEC, Too Much Fun and Regulations. When Redditors took to Robinhood to trade Dogecoin and GameStop stock several months ago, it caught the attention of a lot of powerful people, the media, Wall Street, and the Securities and Exchange Commission, the SEC. Average people who aren't rich, getting rich, tend to draw, tends to draw attention like flies to a carcass. Now, months later, that's the next day in government years, the SEC is concerned about the gamification of stock trading. Now, it sounds ridiculous on the surface, and it is. The SEC says that some of the features offered by online trading platforms, <clears throat> Robinhood, and a few others, might count as recommendations. Things like top 10 stocks or biggest movers lists, for example. Other wor- in, in other words, that's uh, things that make it enjoyable to use those apps and invest with them. Stock brokerages can't recommend specific securities. It's illegal. Supposedly, if they were to recommend a security, they'd only be recommending ones that benefit them, not the consumer. Why a car salespeople can recommend a minivan or a produce clerk can recommend the yellow peaches, but a stock brokerage can't recommend stocks isn't clear. The SEC is asking for public comment, which historically tends to mean a federal agency is about to squelch somebody's freedom without consideration of consequences. The chairperson of the SEC has said that they are concerned that the features offered by trading apps may encourage people to trade more often as well. Now, trading often is not a great investment strategy. Everybody who invests knows that, and it can have a lot of tax disadvantages. Investors should be aware of this on their own. It's public knowledge, and they should only take risks that they're comfortable taking. But as with so many things, the government is worried that people might make stupid decisions that have terrible consequences. If everyone traded stocks much quicker than they currently do, it could cause market volatility. So far, though, Robinhood hasn't caused this. Some crazed Redditors caused some GameStop volatility, but that's about it. It's important to note that most regular brokerages don't stop you from trading quickly, either. They make money on trades, so why would they stop you? Robinhood has previously eliminated features that have uh, brought it some criticism, like digital confetti, because that's just too much fun. Most trading platforms make their money behind the scenes from transaction fees, and there's a possibility that with the SEC looking to regulate these platforms, especially trying to discourage frequent trading, it could result in companies losing their ability to make money the way they currently do. These behind-the-scenes fees bring apps like Robinhood revenue. Choking off this important revenue stream could mean that these apps are no longer free to trade with. Forcing them to charge a trade fee in order to make a profit would regress trading back to the old days of paying for each trade. Doing this would mean that many of the average lower middle class working people who invest with free apps could no longer afford to invest in the stock market. This is a big if, but it's a possibility that we should all be concerned about. So how can the SEC just up and do this? Well, like many federal agencies, they've been given blanket authority by Congress to regulate securities, like stocks and mutual funds, and effectively to regulate the entire stock market. Other federal agencies have similar rulemaking authority, like the ATF, the DEA, and the FCC. This is another example of Congress delegating its constitutional power to make laws to bureaucrats who aren't elected within executive branch agencies. It's laziness on the part of congresspersons and overreach on the part of the government as a whole. And you might say, well, somebody has to regulate things. Sure. Maybe there should be an agency protecting people's safety, like local health departments telling restaurants they can't store bleach in a place where it could leak into the mac and cheese. This is a far cry from a federal agency directing an entire industry to, in this case, stop having so much fun. And by the way, how much of an old fogey is the SEC being right now? 
they might tell the stock trading apps to get off their lawn at this rate. Many regulations have been rolled back at the federal, state, and local levels due to COVID. Liquor distilleries were allowed to make hand sanitizer in some places, while in others they were threatened with fines for doing so. Things like cocktails to go and beer delivery were also authorized uh, for emergency purposes. Emergency beer, you know. In Oregon, where it's, you actually can't normally pump your own gasoline, some understaffed gas stations were allowed to let their customers pump their own gas, like most of the rest of the country. The FDA did emergency authorizations for Pfizer, Moderna, and Johnson & Johnson vaccines, circumventing the normal approval process that could have taken months or years longer than it actually did. And if we can live through the pandemic without full-fledged FDA approvals and with distillery-made cleaning agents, with beer delivery, with self-service gas stations, why are these regulations even in place? If they can be suspended during an emergency, are they even needed in the first place? Here's a little sampling of unrelated but ridiculous regulations that are actually enforced. Los Angeles has temporarily suspended a rule due to COVID that mandates businesses have a certain number of parking spaces. In Seattle, you can't rent out the bedrooms in your house in some neighborhoods due to single-family zoning laws. San Francisco forces owners of Airbnb units to live in the unit 275 nights out of the year. Oh, and they must get a permit from the city's Office of Short-Term Rentals. They have a whole office for this. In Boston, you need a permit from the city to rent out a room in your own house. And many cities require a building permit to do indoor work in your own home, such as remodeling a bathroom. The state of Louisiana forces you to get an expensive and, uh, and time-consuming license to be a florist to arrange flowers. The city of Philadelphia requires business, uh, business license to be a blogger. That costs $300 a year to be a blogger. The federal government requires you to have a license to sell your own cow's raw milk. And the state of Texas requires a private investigator's license to be a computer repair technician. This egregious over-regulation of every aspect of Americans' lives affects us all. It makes things more expensive through compliance costs, licensing fees, fines, and so forth. These regulations can even sometimes land you in jail if you don't comply with them. Why should something so trivial that doesn't affect anyone else land you in jail or force you to pay a fine? Why should exercising your freedom, like having a blog, cost you money? Clearly, this is happening all over the country. This isn't a Republican state thing. It's not a Democrat state thing. It's a government versus the people thing. And it's important to keep in mind that these regulations are, are being enforced in many cases. This isn't something silly like the Portland, Oregon law that says you can't tie an alligator to your fire hydrant. Although, who knows, they might enforce that one too. This is happening because the legislative branch of your local, state, and federal governments are delegating their authorities to the executive branch agencies, who write their own rules. It's unacceptable to be required to pay for the ability to work, to rent a room, or to operate a website. Whose fault is this? It's yours. And it's mine. It's our fault for electing people who will delegate their authority to others, unelected others, so that they can't be as easily held accountable for their own decisions and actions. How do we stop it? We need to start electing people at the city, county, state, and federal levels who support government transparency and legislative authority over executive authority. We also need to pay attention uh, to the language the candidates use to vote the right people into office. Anti-regulation doesn't necessarily mean pro-big business. It's very important to remember that big regulation hurts small businesses with limited resources more than big businesses. Amazon is impacted by regulation to an extent, but not as severely impacted as Joe's Corner Store or Wanda's Restaurant. 
We can also ask candidates through their website or through town halls and campaign tours, what regulations are you interested in rolling back or abolishing? How will you make things easier for individuals who want to be entrepreneurs? And how will you make things easier for small businesses? Tell your current city or county councilor, state legislator, or congressperson that these regulations need to be changed or removed. Tell them that paying $300 a year for the privilege of having a blog is ludicrous, or that being forced to live in your own short-term rental in order to rent it out is asinine. Lastly, we can run for office ourselves. If you think it's stupid to require a private investigator's license to be a computer repair person, I sure hope you think it's stupid, and you happen to live in Texas, run for state legislature. Even if you don't win, the platform that candidacy gives you will get the word out there that people don't like these rules and that voters might be thinking about these things at the ballot box. This has been the J Liberty Podcast. You can find more of these episodes and articles that I write at jliberty.org. That's the letter J and the word liberty.org.